1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers, nor from hell, but like obedient little sleeper agents we have gradually recruited people from popular culture to create a military force to be reckoned with. Each episode we'll be nominating someone new to join our ranks. The last time we spoke on air was uh, on air. <laughs> Uh, in yeah. the air <laughs> uh, with Phil. Um, the yeah. last time we yeah, discussed we... the forthcoming Flash movie, right? Yes, we yeah. did. And it's here. And this is it, it's here. And uh, we're going to go and watch it. We're going to watch it together. This, this is the first film we'll have seen together since uh, okay. The World Is Not Enough? No. At the cinema? You, you have to be joking. It can't be. I don't think we've been to the cinema together since... <laughs> what, this millennium? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think we've been to the cinema since the last, last millennium. <laughs> People are going to question our friendship. It's, I don't know. It must be. Yeah, maybe it is. That kid can't believe it. I know. He's uh, obviously distressed by the by the so, <laughs> so, Maybe it's maybe it's Brosnan's tenure hadn't even come to a close. <laughs> So now we judge our cinema trips in Bond ten years. So two Bonds, two Bonds ago, we went to the cinema. <laughs> How many See, Batman ago? Seventeen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll see you in thirty thirty one for the next time we go. So let's just. I'm just going to busted. Stick a, spo- <laughs> stick a spoiler alert right at the start of this. We're going to discuss the Flash. If you haven't seen it and you don't want to know what happens. I'm obviously not going to spoil it for you now. I've seen so it. This is, yeah, you've I've seen, seen it. it. I've not seen it yet. Yeah. I'm really quite excited about it. More excited than I think any DC film. Is that because of been... Keaton? Yeah. 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 Um, I'll tell you, tell a lie. No, The Batman I was very excited for and I really enjoyed it. This is the sort of first this is DCU yeah, the film. First connected Maybe yeah. not in its own. Let's just bit. say I've had my fingers burnt by the DC EU. I think everyone I've, has. I've got to the point where I've barely got fingers. I've had my toes burnt by the DC EU. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. He's got a lot going on. Um, you're not cautiously optimistic anymore. No, I'm not. I'm optimistically. No, you're. I'm just hang, optimistic. Hang on. Cautiously optimistic. What's the opposite of that? You're. Um, um, wantonly pessimistic. Pessimistic? No. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing um, Keaton. Yes. I'm looking for. See, this is. I'm. I think there's going to be people in it that I don't know about. You're going to start saying stuff that I'm going to have to maintain right. a poker face. I think to. there will be surprise. I don't want to say cameos, but people that turn up. For a sh- no, that's a cameo. Um, I think there's going to be people in it that aren't widely known <laughs> what? No, prior to release being in it. You're mistaken. Actually, the soundtrack is by Cameo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mao. <laughs> I think every character is going to have a cod piece. <laughs> and if they don't, it's a crying yeah, shame. David Bowie turns off as well. Um, right, so go in, go in there. As um, you know, you you don't know much. Go in there, leave your expectation at the door, and just I'm just going to sit and enjoy it. Um, 
I'm coming. I've watched a few superhero films recently, so I'm sort of in the mood for it. I watched The Suicide Squad, right, which was all right. Um, not as funny as it thinks it is. No, nope. all right. Um, I've watched obviously Guardians Three, which I thought was really good. Haven't seen that yet. Um, Quantumania, that was all right. Haven't seen that yet. I watched watched them. I think, considering the flack that Ant Man is getting versus the praise that Guardians Three is getting, they're not that dissimilar in either visuals or tone. I don't think. Right. So it's just it, it's a popularity contest in some ways. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this. Really looking forward to seeing Keaton. Really looking forward to it. I mean, I've, I've mentioned it to you in a message that when the main line of a film's trailer is a different superhero. <laughs> the main feature of the Flash trailer is someone saying, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's go. <laughs> And as quick as a flash, it's over. Oh, very topical. <laughs> um, initial thoughts then. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Much better than I thought it was going to be. Best, um, best DCEU film? Yes, easily. They're, I think they've got... Oh, it's such a shame. It's, as we were just saying, I mean, again, the last one, because it feels like they've just sort of worked out how to hit their stride, how to strike the tone... Yeah, De good, very good. Definitely feels like the end of that. Like, they're going to properly reboot it now. Yeah, because... We've given a spoiler warning, haven't we? Yeah. Right, because I can't see them legitimately carrying forward the DCEU with George Clooney as Batman. <laughs> no. Because... <laughs> <laughs> right, so... In summary, we end up in a situation where the Flash is in what we assume is a third universe yes based on the bat the, the batman effect yes in which george clooney is now batman again and in fact has always been batman um aquaman is asleep in a puddle and um the rest of everyone else is as yet unconfirmed so if if causality is like it is and it ripples backwards and forwards in time by creating george clooney batman we have Ezra Miller to thank for Chris O'Donnell doing ninja clothes drying. <laughs> oh, that was that. That was Val Kilmer, wasn't it? Oh, true. I think that was Val is Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Because in my head, Val Kilmer and George Clooney are the same Batman. Batman. But maybe. I mean, they're the same Batman. It, it depends <laughs> how you. There's so oh, many God, is it just another right, spaghetti There's so strand. many different ways to view the Batman films now because. Originally, up, I thought up, Keaton and Kilmer and Clooney were the, the same. The same Batman. Yeah. They were bonding it. Yeah. They were the same character, just played by different people. Yes. That's fine. We all know what that is now. But now we've got an actual third Keaton Batman film. Yes. Which is definitely the end of Keaton Batman. Yes. Which means that we now have to view the other Batman films as not reboots or recasts, just completely separate universes, which means we now have a canonised Arnie's Mr Freeze. <laughs> yes. Oh, you got, you got... Oh, my... Ah, wheels within wheels. Got the Flash to thank for that. OK, 
I think we need time to digest. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And uh, we, we'll, we'll deconstruct this. Yeah. And... Uh, need time to pick at it. Yeah. Or if I could be bothered, I would actually draw... Um, I would map out the DC universe as we know it with all these spaghetti strands. I would literally draw the spaghetti strands and put the things on it. Yeah, because we can now. Yep. And where they cross over. Ah, my head hurts. <laughs> there you right, go. I need, some, I need we've got a, got a long drive and a lot to think about on it. Yes. I think you're, uh, <laughs> I think you're going to tie yourself in knots. Well, good luck with that. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll catch up we'll soon catch. with when you've digested that spaghetti sauce. <laughs> You've had time to deliberate, cogitate, and digest. And yeah, I've, uh, I've also done a bit of ruminating, which was, which was which good. A good job out of room to do it in. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I've had a, a. I've sort of exposed myself to a bit more media around the Flash now. A touch. Um, now I'm spoiler free. And has it changed your opinion at all, or are you still feeling like it's the best DC EU film? Um, I yes, yes, um, yeah. I think no. It, it is definitely, in my opinion, the best DC film. Um, I re- still really enjoyed it. It's, I suppose, it's like a lot of um, superhero films. They seem good at the time you come out, but then you start sort of you picking it, you pick up the threads, and the niggles start to come, and you think, mm, "Was that like was was the was the bad guy in it really the the best bad guy they could have got for that?" It seems a bit um, Power Rangersy, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, what the what the, the the purpley guy with all the 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 the, the future version of past Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with future, all the future, um, future past Barry, Ad, Ad, adamantium Barry, or whatever yeah. it is, whatever whatever it is. So here's a question: How, what, what is the material that can stay Kryptonian? Kryptonite, but is it? I mean, I mean, yes, obviously that is a known thing. But in this movie, you've got Supergirl getting stabbed and killed multiple times with whatever weapon oh, yeah. it is that Zod is wielding. So whatever that material is can penetrate a Kryptonian skin. Right now, <laughs> this is a rabbit that, hole. Okay, so my initial thoughts are that it's a Kryptonian device, therefore has been made for Kryptonian um, anatomy, and therefore it stands to reason that um, it would be capable of penetrating the epidermis of Supergirl. However, 
I have it in the back of my head that we are led to believe that Superman and therefore Supergirl get their powers not by virtue of just being Kryptonian, but because of the effect that the Earth's sun has on them and that the radiation from the Earth's sun is what makes them superpowered. So whilst on Krypton, under the Kryptonian sun, they are effectively just normal people. Yeah. And therefore, the weapons from Krypton that can kill them or stab them on Krypton shouldn't be able to do the same thing on Earth because they are now powered by the Earth's sun, whereas the weapon, being a non-organic material, can't be powered by the Earth's sun and therefore should now not work. That's my take, yes. Which... I actually haven't seen that in anything I've read. I haven't seen that as a plot hole. So I think we're just adding to the list now. <laughs> we, we, we're, it's nice to be the first for something, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> of all the of all the plot holes, I'm sh- that's that's not the biggest. But um, I but I think we've discussed this before. If you take it, once you start picking any of these films, you can totally unravel them. If you watch them and enjoy it for what it is, it's fun. And at the time of watching it, it was fun. And you're right, it was a good, funny, genuinely laugh-out-loud film at points. Um, First and foremost, before it was a superhero film. Yes. So I'm going to mention... So I, I only really have one major niggle with it and it's not a major niggle really it's just it is minor actually it's just the post credit scene was pointless and i wish it didn't exist i I wish it would just because it feels like that just exists just to say oh by the way there's an aquaman film coming this year like that's remember this character like that's all that exists for and uh Strictly speaking, yeah. that Aquaman isn't the same Aquaman that's in Aquaman because that's the Aquaman of the George Clooney Batman world. Yeah. Not the Affleck world. So will the Aquaman that we watch be a prequel to The Flash or will it be set in that world? Or or will it just be... Or will it just it's be Aquaman. a case of now... Here's a film in it, you know. Bit, Again, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter what world it's in. It's just another world. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Who knows? That's that's the question, isn't it? That we're going to have to wait to be answered. Um. I um. I I liked. Um. Yeah. The general tone of the film. I really, the more I think about it, the more I really, really just thought Michael Keaton was amazing. Just, yeah. he, he's so effortless. He's so watchable. Just, yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. And, yeah, I would have loved to, I'd love to have seen more of him, I think. Um, I think, 
I think they did a good job of because uh, obviously a lot of the the stuff of him doing action will have been a stunt person, but I think they managed to get the balance right between here's the here's the character that you've seen many years ago, but he's still capable. And but your expectations of action in a superhero film now is heightened from what it was back in the late eighties. Yes. So I don't. It still felt like it was him. It still felt like the way he did move back then, but was heightened enough to not feel dated. Yeah, his his style was always quite a stilted fighting yeah. style quite jerky um probably born out of the necessities of the suit at the time yes um and i i really liked it i really i just but i, but I suppose i could say i wanted to build more of him in the film but if i'd have gotten more of him in the film it would have it would have started to take over i suppose and yeah i i just wonder how they draw a line under the, the DCEU now. Do they just sort of hand wavy go, forget that, never explain it, and give up on trying to tie it into whatever continuity comes later? Because Flashpoint was obviously used to reset the DC universe. So we all expected that's how it would be used in this film. And it, it was, but not in the way we expected. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought whatever, whatever universe he comes back to, is the universe that we would then continue to see in the DCU. But I, but I think you're right. The more, the more times pass, the more I think it's just going. Yeah, that's over now. Now, now we're off into an, a, a new universe that you've never seen before. Um, yeah. And two, and actually, I, I hope that's the case. I am ready for them to draw a line under that. And I think they need to. I think they were hedging their bets slightly. Hence the Aquaman cameo. And and hence them being quiet on Aquaman's future. I think they want to wait and see. Because they have the benefit of time here. So I think they'll wait and see. Does Aquaman perform well? If it doesn't perform well, I think that is the end to all those incarnations of those characters. If it performs well, if it performs as well as the first one did, they'll go, okay, this is only us. This character is a billion dollar character. We need to keep it. So they'll keep that one going forward. But uh, because of Ezra Miller's problems, in the public eye, I don't think Ezra Miller will continue in role. Batfleck has hung up his cape. Um, Cavill's already been stood down. So I, I, I actually think they're drawing a line under the whole thing, but they're just not wanting to jeopardise the potential of of Aquaman. I just... Yeah, I swear, the way that they have left it as well it it sort of it, it comforts me a little bit that 
Batfleck is technically still out there in the universe in one of the worlds somewhere being Batfleck. Yes, he wasn't killed. He was just left behind. And I like that. What I find is that I'm at the the more time that's passed, the more I I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict myself here because I it was the most connected DC film yet in terms of numbers of characters past and present that 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 crop up in it, and yet my overwhelming feeling from now on is I don't want a connected universe. I've we we've had what is arguably the best version of a connected universe already. Yeah, and it, I don't and think easily... they should be trying to replicate Marvel anymore. Let Marvel be Marvel, and and do your thing well. And for the big for the big name characters, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, let them have their own movies and their own trilogies or or however want you want to present those characters even if it's just one-off elseworld versions of them i don't mind but just make them creations the best that they can be that take on the character yeah you, your second tier can live on tv and they can connect if they want a bit like the arrowverse did i don't really mind about that but i do care I do care about Batman and I do care about Superman and I don't want them to be sort of hamstrung by having to be tied into other properties. Because I don't think Batman can be fully Batman when he's with the Justice League because he will always seem less badass than he should be. And I and I no, I've not read enough Justice League to be fully versed if this is how it translates in the comics as well. But it constantly irritated me how overpowered Superman was to the rest of them to make them pointless. Yeah, yeah. And, and I get you get that tonal you get that tonal issue because Batman is Batman is a dark brute lives in the shadows um because of uh, crime the death of his and then you've got you've got superman who's the polar opposite of that hope no matter how cruddy the world around him he is always hopeful and 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 that's his superpower more than his physical strength. And as soon as you put them together, one if not both has to compromise. It's arguable that both compromised too much. I don't think Batfleck was as dark as he could and should have been. And he's the more I look back on the. Uh, the Superman fight suit, the more I think that looks like it's polystyrene. <laughs> and and it looks too it looks jokey. Whereas you had a very you had quite a jaded and grumpy Superman. Yeah. 
And yeah. the compromise worked to the benefit of no one. No. Where did, now, the big question about superhero films on everyone's lips, and I know it's playing at the back of your mind, is um, where does Blue Beetle sit in all of this? <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> yeah, have we been sucker punched? Is that it? Is were we led to believe that Flash was going to be the big reset? And actually, they've had this up their sleeves, and they're going to come in there, and uh, they're all going to they're all going to be in it. it. That'll be the big crossover one. What What's confusing about Blue Beetle is James Gunn has said Blue Beetle. Is uh, is well, he didn't refer to it as standalone, he said it's part of the new universe, but then he has also said that Superman Legacy is the first DCU film, and it's like, well, which is it, mate? <laughs> because <laughs> Blue Beetle comes out first, so surely that is the first one. I know, I, I, I guess the point he's probably making is I didn't write that one or it didn't come under my um, my umbrella but I'm going to hoover it up because it's standalone and it doesn't it doesn't have any of the other characters in it yeah I think that's probably what he means or maybe he's talking like sort of chronologically that um, Superman Legacy is set before Blue Beetle therefore it is in the way that Captain America, the first Avenger at the time, was the first, if you're looking at when it's set. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It feels they're just going to sort of uh, retcon that into the new new universe. But my big problem is he's got like a 10-year ten 10-year ten plot arc here. And Zack Snyder had a five story plot arc but they panicked after two films and then and then screwed it up and didn't let him see through that vision what if if James Gunn's first couple of films tank they're going to have to course correct again aren't they there is every chance that they will I I just don't know that do, do we still? Ex- I'm not convinced we still exist in that sort of billion-dollar film world right now, because all you hear, well, all you tend to hear is films doing poorly or doing underperforming, and it's in a, in a world where we've had Endgame and we've sat through a ten-year, you know, build-up to a massive payoff. Can people be bothered with that again? No, I don't think so. I think it's a case of they've seen it and they've seen it done really well and they don't need to. And I think I think Sony's proving that Spider-Man doesn't need to be part of a picture either. Like they're doing they're doing the animated ones and doing them really well. So you know, you don't have to be part of the the interconnected thing. I mean, you can say you're interconnected, but you don't have. They don't have to have every character cameo in every film. Yeah, you don't maybe, have to maybe, wear it quite so on your sleeve. 
yeah, maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Um, on a, on, on a, who the heck is going to watch Avatar films? Because <laughs> that's that's the anomaly in all this. Like, I the new Avatar film was a two billion dollar movie, and uh, why who? Who went to watch it? I don't understand. I had zero interest in going to see Avatar 2. Like, I could not give a monkey's about it. It's... And I don't know who went. I don't... Literally, I don't know anyone who went to see it. No. I don't know anyone who cares about going to see it. And... I think you'll find if you haven't got the same opinion as me and my friends, your opinion doesn't count. <laughs> that, that's it, isn't it? It's, yeah, our bubble, hey, our little superhero yeah. bubble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, blue, um, blue Smurfs that defend the life force tree is is where it's at apparently. Yeah, I don't get it. Absolutely bonkers. I don't. I and are there like three more coming or something stupid? Something like that. I mean, you should, yeah, if anyone should be trying to, I mean, that falls under Disney now as well, but if anyone should be trying to copy um, a, a, a franchise, don't try and copy Marvel, try and copy Avatar. It's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The soldiers of hell rank off? Come rank with me? Strictly come ranking? Maybe just a load of rank. I'm just not convinced that franchises hold the same sway that they did five years ago no no but and it seems like everyone expects every franchise to, to outperform itself and yeah which is a shame because th- there are genuinely good films out there in the franchises but it just seems that there that it's a less dividends now. I mean, no one is going to argue that Phase 4 and 5 is Marvel's best work. Um, no. The DCEU is, well, faltered and fell flat, and, and arguably some of his best work has been his least rewarded. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but I just, I think, you maybe you what maybe you're right that they just need to focus on do the best version of that character that you want to do and do it well and commit to it. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Um, so yeah, and 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 if in your mind canon you want to connect things, you can because because everything is connected. The Flash has said that now, there's a multiverse and there's. You choose what spaghetti strand it's on, and that's it. In fact, that is if we were going to do a wish list for the Flash, and this is possibly my final thought on it the biggest, best payoff in the Flash would have been don't have it as CGI. You've already paid for his image, have the actual Nicolas Cage there as Superman at the end. Yeah. That would have been a real 
treat, I think, rather than, oh, there's there's a PlayStation character that kind of looks like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Right, and that's sort of my final thought on The Flash, I think. But do you think CGI in general is, I don't know if it's just that we're used to CGI now, and so we're starting to see the cracks a little bit more, instead of just sort of like, ooh, ah, that's amazing. Or have they noticeably cheapened what they spend on CGI? I'm not sure. I think it's a bit of both. So I think, from what I understand, the industry is overwhelmed with requests. So where you used to get a studio would have its own um, special effects house. Now there are hundreds of or thousands of special effects houses around the world and all the movies outsource certain scenes to different special effects houses. But they put them under immense pre- immense pressure and tight deadlines, and and probably don't pay enough, and therefore you get variable returns even within the same film. Because if you use the Flash as an example, some of the effects in that film were amazing, and some of the effects in that film were awful. And you, it just yeah, it's uh, looks no further than Modoc. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, having watched that since since we um, watched the Flash, I have seen Man Quantumania, and yeah, terrible. It just looks like a 1990s video game, like like a Windows 95 game. I genuinely <laughs> cannot work out why they felt the need to get Bill Murray for that character. No. Yeah. Just, just odd. But there we go. That's the world we live in. That's it. We've seen the Flash. We've seen Michael Keaton back on screen. We've seen various cameos. I was satisfied. I am happy with that. But I want something new moving forward. That's my take. Yes, I've had, I've had my big Sunday dinner of superhero interconnectedness. And now I need a little bit of a palate cleanser afterwards. Yes. Yep. Very good. Well, there we go. Next time we discuss, but let's let's try and not leave it another um, two and a half decades before we watch a, watch a movie in a cinema together again. Yeah, that would that would probably be advisable. But we we can do that now. We, we've we've found a location and we we can hit it. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, good stuff. Uh, okay, that's it then. I guess the uh, the Flash is our character for this month, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and share. <laughs>